Uh, welcome back to A Little Faith. I'm here with Brother Sean Moynihan, uh, who has just written a book called Studies in the Lord's Supper. And we're going to talk about that. How are you doing today, Sean? I'm doing great, Levi. Thanks. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to come and chat about my book. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm excited to uh, to get into it. Um, so why don't you, in, in your words, what is this book about? Well, Studies in the Lord's Supper is about uh, doing everything that we can to truly understand and appreciate the Lord's Supper. You know, Jesus only gave us two rituals um, that we're commanded to follow. One is baptism and the other is the Lord's Supper. And of course, we do baptism once. Uh, the Lord's Supper is ongoing. And so this book is really my attempt to help us embrace the Lord's Supper just like Jesus did. You know, on the last uh, week of his life, um, as he sat down on the night when he was betrayed, he said, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And that word desire is, is a, an incredibly powerful word. It's usually translated lust. And so Jesus, um, on, a, on a time when he was really, really struggling with the cup that was before him, you know, he said he desired greatly to celebrate and institute the Lord's Supper. So this book is my attempt to help us understand and recapture why this was so important to Christ and how we can celebrate it to glorify him and, and God. And what, um, what kind of inspired you to start this study? Well, you know, I, I have to confess that, um, and I say this in the book, you know, I've, I joined our community of faith in 1982. So, you know, I've, I've celebrated the Lord's Supper, you know, thousands of times. And, and, and I confess some of them have been amazing, where I felt super connected to my brothers and sisters and to God and to Christ. Uh, and, and I have to confess that other times um, I did not feel connected. In fact, I felt quite disconnected. So I was motivated to try and figure out um, how I could approach it in a way that made me understand it, that made me understand its power and its meaning and its ability to connect uh, me to God and to Christ and to my brothers and sisters. So um, it really came as a result of my own feelings of um, falling short of really celebrating and taking up the, the cup and the bread. Uh, in a way that was um, that was powerful and affirming. Yeah, yeah, tr that's that's interesting. I think that's a that's an emotion that a lot of people could um, identify with. You know, I guess burnout's not the right term, um, but kind of just numbness, maybe. To you know, a, a repeated feeling yeah. of I've I've done this a lot, and I'm not. It's not. I'm not feeling a connection anymore. And so you kind of felt that and decided maybe I need to kind of doing a real deep study into it would help you find that again. Does that make sense? To, is, that, is that a fair representation? Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely fair. And, and um, you know, as, as I try and delve into my book, because we have a, a whole large section on symbols, you know, there's so many uh, ways that um, – uh, that the breaking of bread was was foreshadowed so many powerful symbols and so many things that Jesus said in his ministry that didn't make sense until he instituted uh, right. the Lord's Supper. You know, in the, in the synagogue in Capernaum, when he said, except a man eat my flesh and drink my blood, there could be no life in him. 
really the disciples didn't get that uh, until he had instituted the Lord's Supper and they were looking back at it. So, right. um, you know, I, I also I also felt that, you know, I've had the opportunity to break bread in a variety of settings. Mm-hmm. And the more um, the more connected I felt to the people uh, around me, the brothers and sisters, part of God's family around me, the more I um, really f- uh, appreciated the opportunity to do that. So um, I, I guess I guess what I what I came to understand through the study is that really the Lord's Supper, as it was intended to be practiced, is like a Thanksgiving meal. So that's the North American equivalent for the first century Lord's Supper. It's a meal um, that is um, celebrated by family members, you know, God's family that have made a covenant with him. And it's a time where you get together uh, and you hear stories of your family. You express thanks um, for all the blessings that God has given to you. And indeed, you know, that's what the first century called the breaking of bread. They called it Thanksgiving. Uh, we know that from historical documents like the DDK. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really, really the, the, the sense that, you know, I'm trying to get people to, uh, to be alive to that, that the breaking of bread, the celebrating celebration of the Lord's supper can be like a family Thanksgiving. Um, and, and I know we, in a post pandemic world, um, I know that all churches struggle with attendance. I know that our Christadelphian body struggles with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if we were able to really conceptualize the Lord's Supper as a Thanksgiving meal, then I think we would be more likely to participate and we would participate in a way um, that really glorified God and Christ. Yeah, I, w- I would say that's um, a, r- a really important mission, I think, to revitalize. Uh to maybe revitalize our ecclesias or our gatherings by, by maybe focusing and, and um, revitalizing the very central kind of piece of what we do when we get together. I'm trying to remember a section where you talked about the feeling of when, you, when you've experienced those different breaking of breads, like in different contexts. Yeah. So, if, you know, I think it's in the introduction. Um, you know, I, I say that, um, I, since I joined our community of faith in 1982, I estimate that I have followed Christ's command to do this in remembrance of me over 2,000 times. Mm. I remember the first time I partook of the bread and cup as a new member of God's family, and the sense of connection to God, to Christ, to my brothers and sisters was palpable. And and then I talk about how um, you know I, I some of these times have been kind of life changing, and I talk about some of those in the book. Um, and some of them have been kind of empty and bereft of, of self-examination. So, um, you know, I, I, I've had the opportunity to, to break bread um, in the context of a, of a meal, as the first century ecclesias did. I've had the opportunity to break bread uh, in a traditional way. Uh, I've had an opportunity to break bread um, surrounded by some incredible nature. Um, like we had an opportunity to break bread. And at Mount Hood, uh, as an example, and I, I still uh, still remember that quite well. Also on the ocean, um, and so there's 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 such divine wisdom in what uh, Christ instituted. Um, it's um, it's such a portable kind of feast. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it, 
in a whole bunch of different ways um, in terms of uh, where people could do it. Um, we've, we've made it uh, fairly formal, uh, but we know that that wasn't really the template of the first century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of directions I want to go because the, uh, you, you, you go a lot of directions in the book. I guess um, as more of a, uh, an overview to, to someone who's listening to this and considering reading it, um, it is a, um, a really deep study. Um, and I think it's, I'm not a fantastic student, uh, or, or, you know, some sort of deep study studious mind. Uh, I, I tell people I'm not really a theologian, but, um, but I found it approachable, which I would say is key for the, for people who, um, so I'm telling, I'm telling you, uh, listener, (laughs) this is a, it's definitely easy to get into, um, and very easy to follow. Um, probably because you are, it is, you don't go too many directions We're we're talking, we stay very focused on the breaking of bread itself, um, the bread and the wine, uh, God and Jesus. But, um, so, but I also think it would be something interesting to someone who does consider themselves a, um, a serious student, right. And, and, a, and a, a person who, uh, who really likes to, to dig deep into, um, you know, into the thing, into the very particular things that we've been given in, in God's word. Yeah, I really appreciate that comment. So, yeah, I think there's a mix um, of, um, you know, quite, um, quite deep and detailed study uh, and also um, uh, application, um, you know, because really, um, you know, we're, we're called to apply the things and not, not just talk about them. But one of the things that I really tried to do was break the book up into easily accessible kind of um, segments. And then within those segments have chapters that are, are fairly brief and to the point. Um, you know, I learned a lot from, uh, from my kids. They taught me a really important concept called uh, TLDR. Mm-hmm. Um, so too long to read. So um, people of your generation, because my kids, your generation would know that quite well. So, yeah, that informed how I kind of structured things. As as you said, like the the chapters uh, are not long. Uh, They're very focused on a central point. Um, And uh, I broke the book up into uh, basically five sections. The first one really talks about um, how we're supposed to understand the Lord's Supper on the foundation of the Passover. And we talk um, talk about that. Then the second section is about the symbols, you know, symbols like the body and the cup uh, and the bread and the bread of the presence and the peace offering and things like that. And then the third section is about relationships. And, you know, it's about establishing a family of God uh, through a covenant. And, you know, we talk about, I think, really significant things like the Lord's table. What does that mean? We use that phrase a lot in our community. What does it mean? And then the section four is about partaking. There's lots of actions that we're supposed to do uh, at the Lord's table. We're supposed to give thanks. We're supposed to remember. We're supposed to take, thank, break, give. Uh, we're supposed to show the Lord's death. Um, and then the last section is about practices. So that's two chapters. And the first chapter kind of traces the, the evolution of how the Lord's Supper was practiced from the first century. Um, um, to the present day. And then the last chapter is kind of a, a way to re-envision how the Lord's Supper might be practiced more in keeping with the first century practice of making it more interactive, more participatory, and more centered around a meal. 
Yeah, I, I very much valued that. I do think um, there's a lot to be said for our existing structures and our community's existing structures and and the ability to recognize, you know, what you would call a, you know, quote unquote, standard Christadelphian service. But I don't think that should eliminate, I don't think that should be at the cost of recognizing that that is not the, the only way to break bread. That is not the, that is not the definition of what breaking bread is, which again, I think you do, a, you do a good job of expanding that. Um, and that chapter is definitely a, a good read. Um, specifically the last chapter would be fun. Um, I'm going to jump back to that TLDR mm-hmm. phrasing. Um, yep. I, I did, I did notice that you, you, you clearly have an intent in the, in the book that you could read. I, I did read for some chapters, the yeah. first sentence and the last sentence, and then decide, do mm-hmm. I want to read the rest of that chapter? Right. Then, and that is excellent. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a compliment to your, to your organization, to your, to your writing style. Um, in that you can kind of ask yourself, is this a chapter that I, that I want to, or, or I can come back to this later. Cause I, is that, again, like I said, this to me would be a perfect, and you've, you've mentioned it. This would be one for yourself that you could reference later easily. Cause it's very easily organized. You can come in in some part and ask some question to that book. Yeah. I, I, that was definitely my intent. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. What, um, this is a weird, this is a weird question. I did send you this ahead of time though. Um, just cause it's hard to, um, right. to, to one's own horn sometimes. But what are some of your favorite quotes from the book? Like some, some, what, what's some of your favorite writing? Well, I, I think that's a, I think that's a great question. So, um, I, I picked out three. Um, and so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share them here. Yeah. Um, the first one uh, is in the chapter, um, about remembering. Um, and, um, you know, what, what do we remember? The disciples, when, when, when Christ said, do this in remembrance of me, they would have had all these things that they would have thought of when they broke bread, all these remembrances of Jesus. So what do we remember? Uh, and so, uh, you know, this is what two, two remembrances that I have. Um, first, I recall a time when the presiders reading aloud of this is my body prompted me to look around at the other members of my ecclesia and to see them in a new way. I saw them in a way that recognized and accepted that everyone had challenges, everyone struggled, and that Christ had formed us as a body to support each other. I remember thinking that this was the first time that I began to really understand Christ's comment made when seated at the table with Matthew. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners repentance. And second, I recall a time when I was newly baptized. It was the social time between Sunday school and the memorial service, and I was speaking with a group of my peers. In a genuine way, one of my friends questioned why God and Christ would, quote, go to all that trouble for us. An older brother, much respected, but with a well-deserved reputation for crustiness, was passing by and responded, because God and Jesus love us that much. Mm. We all turned and saw that the brother had tears in his eyes. He spoke again, because they love us that much. This profound statement stopped us in our tracks, and the brother continued on his way. And although that happened 40 years ago, 
and that brother has fallen asleep in Christ for many years because they love us that much, has helped me draw close to Christ in my remembrances of him. Mm-hmm. This interaction helped begin to understand that Jesus built his table on love. So that's, um, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, what do we remember when we come to the table? Well, we obviously remember the great things that Christ has done for us and uh, is doing for us, seated at the right hand of God. And we, we appreciate all the things that God has done for us. We appreciate our brothers and sisters. But I think it's also important for us to remember um, those things that have brought us close uh, to each other. So that's one quote. Shall I go on and share another one? Yes, please. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. So uh, this is in the chapter of um, take, thank, break, give. So the actions that Jesus um, did during the institution of the Lord's Supper. And, and one of the things that I try and point out is that we are, we're broken to be given. We're broken uh, to be given. Um, and so the quote is, uh, to share our painful experiences is to create a community of shared faith. I will always remember an incident that demonstrated the tremendous power of shared brokenness. I was teaching at a Bible school, and my topic was the healing ministry of Jesus. One day's lessons were exclusively devoted to healing children. I cannot conceive of a more painful trial than the death of a child, and in the class there were two families whose children died in especially tragic ways. I remember saying a quick prayer that I would address the challenging topic in a sensitive and honest way. After class concluded, both families came up to me. We talked about Jairus's daughter and the other events covered in the class. Then they turned to each other and started talking about the deaths of their children. They gave each other the gift of compassion and consolation. This was a gift that only someone who had experienced such a horrific trial could give. Just as Christ was, we are taken and broken. Mm. So that we might be given. And in this, we give thanks. And the last quote is a quote from uh, a sister who um, participated in breaking bread in, in a way that was kind of modeled after, it's in the last chapter, entitled A New Old Way of Keeping the Lord's Supper. Um, so uh, she's a member of an ecclesia that one Saturday evening a month uh, does the Lord's Supper in kind of an interactive way around a meal. And so um, she described it this way. The Lord's Supper has helped me to know my brothers and sisters in a new way. I know them through the questions they ask and the stories they share. The shared meal creates a connection that doesn't seem to happen in classes. The format also removes a kind of barrier between the speaker and the audience that I feel happens too frequently in our regular Sunday morning meetings. The meal seems to help everyone stop acting and be real with each other. People take off their masks and share their struggles and victories in Christ. I admit, I was a skeptic about the Lord's Supper idea. I thought that we would struggle to have the right level when it came time to eat the bread and drink the cup. I was wrong. At every Lord's Supper I've been to, people take the bread and cup 
with a quiet reverence that is very moving. Maybe I feel this way because I feel more connected to the other members of the body because I've heard their voice, listened to their stories, and thought about their question. So those are, um, you know, uh, Levi, as you know, asking an author to pick uh, some favorite quotes is like asking a parent to pick their favorite child, but yeah. those would be three. So thanks yeah. for the opportunity. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you shared those. I think an interesting uh, common thread there is that's, that's those are three quotes from three interactions that you had with other people. So it's kind of three right. three stories of things that happened, uh, things that happened to you, you know, that uh, that you remember kind of in this study. I guess yeah, that that yeah. leads to leads to another question I I had was um, how has this study affected you? Well, it, it's it's just made me appreciate the depth of um, of God's wisdom uh, in instituting this. Um, you know, it's it's just such a powerful um, culmination of so many things in the Old Testament. Um, you know, everything. Everything in God's word points to, to Jesus and everything in the Lord's Supper that was foreshadowed and is embodied in, in, in Christ. Uh, you know, everything is connected in Christ and through Christ. So, um, you know, just to see how, how um, in depth the Passover foreshadowed the Lord's Supper and Jesus' role, and just to see how um, things like the bread of the presence just to see how all the symbols of the cup and the covenant, just to see how all the, all the ways that bread uh, was used. Um, and, and just to see the wisdom, too, about helping us uh, understand that, you know, that this, that this fellowship meal is all about celebrating and deepening our relationships with each other and with mm-hmm. God in Christ. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what a, what a wise God we serve who knew that we needed kind of regular intervals of being reminded that we're part of his family, uh, part of Christ's body, and that we should be um, moved to examine our hearts, to remember, and to give thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sean. Um it was it was a it was a worthwhile read. I was glad I was glad to read it in preparation for this, and I'm uh, thankful that you uh, spent the hours to um, uh, to produce this. And I hope it helps a lot of people. Well, I, I really appreciate all you're doing with uh, your podcast, um, and uh, I would encourage folks to uh, to pick up a, a copy, and um, you know whether it's uh, an ebook or a paper copy. I think the ebook is only like a dollar ninety nine. So um, yeah, I was I was going to say uh, that's a good point. Where where is you, can you get it on tidings.org? I think it's also on Amazon, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's one of the yeah that's Amazon either tidings.org or Amazon. Amazon's probably the quickest uh, right. way to go there. Uh, you can just type in my name uh, under books, and it'll pop up along with uh, several other new publications from the tidings that are that are just terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some new books that have come out on Job and, uh, uh, on Benjamin and Grace. Uh, we have some uh, other books that are, that have come out by brother George Booker about women in Matthew one. So, um, yeah, so it, there's lots of great topics, um, that are being covered, the tidings, just do a quick search and, um, 
And as my kids would tell me to remind everybody, once you read it, leave a five-star review. They wanted me to get that across. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, I just, actually, I just did it while you were, um, while you were talking, uh, the, uh, if you go to tidings.org, it just links to Amazon. So just go to Amazon and you can search Sean Moynihan or Christelphian tidings and you'll find it there. So great. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks again for your time. And, um, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for all your work. We'll see you. See you later. God bless.